Welcome to Between Two Curators, the podcast where two friends and, well, curators discuss art, life, and what or rather who inspires them. I'm Jen. And I'm Cliff. And in this episode, we speak with ceramicist and artist, facilitator and co-founder of Rochester Square, uh, Francesca and Fossi. Welcome, Francesca. Hi. Hi, Francesca. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Pleasure to have you here. Um, and uh, you are actually halfway through season two, uh, a first artist that we have on the series. <laughs> yeah, our first artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit strange for, for two curators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First artist, but an artist who wears multiple hats. And that's that's what we like about things, multiple creative hats. Yeah. Um, a little bit of pluralism. Yeah, so we'll talk about like loads of loads of things in in the next little bit, uh, Francesca. But maybe um, you know we're just curious a bit about um, about yourself, and um, we know that you you uh, you're huge into uh, ceramics, and that's the kind of cornerstone of Rochester Square. But actually, you trained as a as a painter, didn't you? Um, yes. At, at a start and. You know, I wondered if you could just take us um, through a little bit how you've kind of like moved around different media there and, and settled on one that um, that really like fulfills you and, and brings about all these different connections with people and places. Um, it's funny you say that because I've almost thought nobody knew that I trained as a painter. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I think uh, you re- I sent you a picture today of me with a chicken on top of it. Try not to be the artist in the show. And then you tell people <laughs> that I'm the artist in the show. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I mean, you, you kind of name it really well because yeah, I did, um, I did painting in Slade and, um, I think, I started painting because it was maybe what I knew or what I was more familiar with and what was I kind of relating to. Even if I never really paint, I always start uh, probably with collage. I use a lot of collage. And I think that was kind of my first way to get out of the canvas and be like more experimental and try not to be in the canvas, even if I always desire to be a painter and I never can, because I can help it to go three dimensional and, <laughs> and, and, and as you said, wear different hats. And I mean, I would love to be a cook and I would love to be a, the chicken lady. <laughs> I would love to be the <laughs> painter and the collage artist and the ceramicist. And I always change my mind and, oh, I try to do all of them a bit at the same time. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of how I also start. Uh, be interested in ceramic, to be fair, because for me it covers all my interests, and yeah. it really does. It like it, it covers uh, liquid to solid, so the transformation of material, and uh, it's very it's very hands on, which I love. Is really mm-hmm. making you can't really pretend not to make it, and when once you're stuck in, you're really stuck in. It's really <laughs> it's super addicting. And uh, but also cover all the social aspect of ceramic, which I discover mm-hmm. um a little bit later in life because I did ceramic when I was very young and um and now that I'm really old. I like, really <laughs> old, yeah. <laughs> now I'm really discovering it. <laughs> no, but actually it's funny I say that because I actually love the way it mixed generational it's it's completely open to everybody it doesn't have to be for children or for all the people or for students or for artists and that's kind of what I really liked about it it's for everybody and 
And so that's a little bit how with the story of Rochester Square come from. It's I, I discovered that I need to be with people to do it. And yeah. it's a very easy material to that looks for people automatically. And people need a big studio for it very often because you need a big equipment, a lot of material. And so it really helps to share with people as well. So that's, I don't know if you want me to tell you, but that's kind of how I start to uh, set up Rochester Square. This is incredible. Um, and there's so many points that you said, um, Francesca, that, that resonate. I mean, f- starting off with, you know, pluralism, one thing that Cliff and I have always bonded about is it's kind of like, oh, I'm into this or also oh, I'm into yoga or also into coaching or like, oh, we're also into food. And it's just something about... I guess, being alive and being human and this activation of the senses, right? Um, and something something else I wanted to pick up on that really tickled me is when you were talking about painting and collage and this idea of layering, right? Yes, so even yes. when you're creating something, you're layering in the same way that you yourself are composed of so many different layers. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. That there is this um, mimicking of creation and um, the way you are. Um and there's one further thing, this is what would, would steer this conversation, when you're describing people and community, and you know, in the way that you describe clay, there is this non-hierarchical yes. aspect to it. Yes. Um, and I was wondering whether you could expand on this um, a little bit, you know, clay as a clay as a medium, clay as a democratizer. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm... Yeah, as I said, like, uh, I went, uh, well, in my personal experience, I start again ceramic after I had my first child. I think I was a bit mm-hmm. lost as an artist and I wanted something really tactile and really, um, down to earth. It's funny, down to earth for real. <laughs> and, uh, Literally. Yeah, and, uh, and I did this course, this uh, ceramic course quite close to my house. And I found myself in a group of, um, 60 to 70 to 80 years old. And I, and I was fascinated by that. I was like, wow, I'm mm. like in the middle of all this mother's figure. And it was beautiful as well, like being there. And, and they all were there for different reasons. And most of them really kind of escapism reason or socialized reason. And, and I, that kind of fascinated me the most about doing that course more than actually the making of what I was making at the time. <laughs> and then and then I had my children and I also I realized how much obviously is used in school and as a kind of first, uh, what is it called again, Play-Doh type yeah. of uh, tactile material yeah. that you use. And uh, I don't know, it didn't became just super obvious that it's kind of what I had to play with because also I was, as well, I'm always been interested in food and I was cooking for for our galleries and I was cooking, I had a supper club for a while and mm. everything kind of connect together. And, and yeah, like from like, I'm actually one of my kind of phrase I often use, it's um, from the earth to the plants, to the plates. And that's kind of how Rochester Square is also based on It's kind of clay garden and food. And it's kind of free. It's like a cycle of life, which I'm really, yeah. which I feel like that's probably why everybody, can easily um, get into ceramic, into clay, because it's very uh, approachable for everybody. Every, everybody likes nature, gardening, food. So yeah, maybe mm. sounds like a really cliche, but um, that's what I like about it. 
I like that you you just you dove right. It's quite serendipitous in a way. It's, it's like not yeah. you know not the thing you studied at art school, but it's uh, it, it just came about through in in life. Um, yeah, I mean it's getting more popular now. Yes, which is kind of yes, good for me for in sure. a way. It's much good. It's much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, really good. And it, you, you because as a as a part of you know what it is you do your your practice, if you will. Um, you often bring people together. It's it's workshops or education or a collaboration, and um, wondered if that if that also came about because of your interest in like clay and ceramics, um, how the two of those are kind of intertwined in each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it came about very organically, very naturally. I think um, I, I, I mean my practice was always. Um, towards working with people and collaborating mm. with people. And I'm always open to learn something new or find out something that I never tried before. So that really uh, inspired me. So I guess when I started this place, it was, it was very obviously, if you come here in Camden, it's very obviously part of the community. It's, in a, it's inside the residential area. It's in a, inside a square, surrounded by houses. So it was very obvious that I was part of a community and uh, didn't want to exclude people from me and be like, yeah. oh, this is a place for artists and that's it, or a place for children. And that's it. so I wanted to be really inclusive. And and so what was your question? <laughs> I forgot your question. <laughs> um, and yes, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, so the, yeah. the workshop and, mm. and then I started collaborating with the university. I think mm-hmm. the university started approaching me because there was this lack of getting your hands dirty and really experiment with material. And few universities started to ask me, can we come and do some project here with a garden, with ceramic, with clay? And then I said, of course. And then, um, and that's what I found the most, um, fulfilling things over Chester Square, working with these people that need to get their hands dirty again and and really I like we work a lot with architects fun enough um with architect students because I think they, they work a lot on the computer and then yeah. they, they don't, <laughs> they're they don't, too clean yeah, <laughs> yeah, way yeah. too clean <laughs> much more than fine artists we don't get many fine art university working with us but more architectural and yeah so that was fascinating and also primary school I work a lot with primary school and I was always interested in the way children um, approach making. So that was always something very interesting for me. So it kind of came again very natural to work with local school. I have children also in the community. They go to the local school. So it was inevitable in a way. And uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, collaboration really is at the very, very, very core of this breathing and growing um ecosystem that you've um, that you've created yes. and I think what's really remarkable and what you're describing is, is such a wide demographic yes you know, it's such a wide demographic from like little little kids to yeah um you know to university students um over to you know older generations and I'm guessing there's going to be yes. all different levels of skill and I'm putting like little yes. entre guillemets and I forgot the word in English yes. now <laughs> but you know quotation marks <laughs> little fingers. Um, you know <laughs> Um, because there's sort of like this, this, you know, this coming back to what we were saying beforehand, this like democratization, which I think is, is really, it's really inspiring. Um, you know, what I actually really love about this is the fact that, uh, everybody learn from each other. There's not ah. uh, talking about hierarchy again, 
the you know the artists come here with very little knowledge maybe of ceramic but amazing ideas very ambitious and then they learn from maybe the less ambitious but super expert ceramicist next to him and you never I feel like with ceramic you never stop learning there's always something new there's always a new recipe or new glaze or new shape it's like never stop and and I, I feel this constant exchange of of learning from from each other, from the little child. I mean, sometimes I do classes and people left on the shelf all this work from children. And then two adults turn up the day after and they're like, wow, I love that. Who made that? <laughs> this is the best. And then it's it's con- a continuous exchange of idea. And insp- I, I love that about this place. Yeah, no, I think that's um, that's really remarkable. And I had a question for you. Because for those who maybe are not so, so, so familiar with um, Rochester Square and, you know, you've mentioned that it's in Camden, that there is, you know, a domestic environment around it. But how did you find it? <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> I love that little laugh. That yeah. little, like, <laughs> like yeah. so. Yeah. It, it really is. A, it really is. It's jewel tucked away in Camden. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange because it's, it is like a jewel uh, in the middle of Camden and it's you pro- you can basically spend your life without seeing it, but at the same time, is is really big for being in central London, and so that's why I kind of laugh. And because it's always, it's always been a nursery, a garden nursery, mm. and it's been abandoned for more than a decade. And so because of that, it was really overgrown and quite hidden in a way. And then I live five minutes walk from here, and so it was always probably. Um, in my radar and I'm always been fascinated by strange place and especially mm-hmm. derelict and actually greenhouses. And this is funny how I didn't even realize when I discovered it. But then a few years after, or, or my father, I forgot who, but like, they're like, oh, you're just going back to your roots. You can't believe you found this because I come from <laughs> a farmer family full of greenhouse everywhere. <laughs> and then I bought the, the, abandoned far, the abandoned greenhouses around the corner from my house. In the center of London. In the center of London. <laughs> In the center of London. Yes. And not so it does practical. not escape you. <laughs> yes. And not very practical. Is that? So, yeah, like, it was a kind of coincidence and curiosity and and digging of what was the space about and who belonged to. And then I, I acquired the place five years ago, almost five years ago. And, um, and it was a big, big... Um, project of uh, cleaning and uh, putting back together to be able to open the studio. Mm. But it's also to, it's a regenerational project. We want to regenerate and recreate it. And I mean, I love the look of it, but it's leaking all the time and is cold. Not ideal. And, and no ideal. So <laughs> we do have plans to um, rebuild it. But the, the, the ethos and the atmosphere, I don't want it to change. And it kind of really grown organically with with these years and their interest is growing and growing and there is definitely a need for a place like this. So I don't want to change that. Absolutely. And I I really love that, um, you know, if people had this kind of curious place around the corner from them and, um, and it was sort of overgrown in greenhouses, you know, they might just naturally default by default, turn it into an allotment. And, you know, yeah. everybody can participate right. in, in that way. And it's a bit of a public space that way. Um, but what I think you guys have done is something like quite special in a way, because you've um, set it up. You have 
um, artists. I can't remember how many, but, you know, artists 30. and ceramicists. 30, 3-0? 30. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, they, you know, they all have different places there. Um, you have a number of kilns, different kinds of kilns. Um, and like this whole kind of vibe you described as an ethos um, where it's like community and clay. And I wonder if you could just expand about, you know, setting it up as, as how you set it up, you know, as yeah. opposed to an allotment or as, you know, as opposed to some other kind yeah. of project. Well, um, actually, um, it doesn't look uh, much concrete. It doesn't look very, it looks very green, but actually it's very, it's full of concrete. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not. So most of the, the surface is concrete. So it was actually very difficult to even imagine it, um, a green space. I, actually, sorry, that's not true. Maybe you want to cancel that. It's, 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 it was very obvious to be a green space because it was very overgrown and there was plants everywhere, but a lot of it was weeds coming from the cracks of the concrete. And, um, and also um, to be able to like, create a place for people to make ceramic I, I needed to kind of clean it first and see what it was like and see also if there was enough interest behind so this the kind of the two things kind of happened together and so by cleaning the garden we started setting up a bit of a garden of what was available we had to get rid of Japanese not weed so that was a really long process as well and and that didn't allow us to make it to an open for example in the first place mm. um and we're still actually in the process of getting rid of it. We're almost done because after five years, you're kind of done. And uh, and then uh, I think my interest for clay was too strong to and and I had a lot of support thanks to all my friends and and artists and people around the area as well. And, and I had a support to make it happen. So it was the first things I did was a ceramic studio mm. and. Um, and I started with a very small kiln, then more people were interested, and I started with like a few shelves, and then I add another shelf, and then I add another kiln, and then I add some help, and then and then it really it grown organically and slowly into what it is now. And uh, and the garden uh, it kind of started a little bit after, and it became now is very beautiful, it's full of flowers, and we have a gardening club every first Friday of every month and Every listener is welcome to join and you just have to write an email that you want to join. So <laughs> it, 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 would, it does have the feeling of an allotment, but with less responsibility in a way. With like more freedom to just, you can just come and sit and enjoy the garden yeah. or you, you can learn or you can have a go and you can just be in a, in a different space in London. So it's got a bit of different feeling from allotment. Hmm. And we do grow a bit of vegetables uh, that we use for some dinners and we have chicken that produce eggs. So it, it, it did start moving a little bit more towards, um, the outdoor and the garden part. But uh, yeah, definitely the, the ceramic was faster and a bit more immediate. And the chicken lady, you got that. And the chicken, lady, <laughs> the chicken lady. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> I love it. It sounds like an absolute oasis. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in Geneva and actually outside Geneva and right by, right by a farm. And I, you know, you would, you would have nature, you'd have earth and all those things and you'd have chickens. And I just cannot imagine having a little nugget. Actually, that was, that was bad pun, but a little, a little nugget of that <laughs> in, 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 um, you know, a, a cosmopolitan urban environment. 
Um, yes. And Francesca, I wanted to come back to something that you were saying beforehand. You were saying, you know, about this approach um, based on earth uh, and you're talking about like soil, food, clay. You had a really great um, phrase. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit more um, about that. And, you know, there are three different elements. Are they all weighted equally or is it just something that just keeps on growing and evolving and maybe one sometimes gets more emphasis than the other? Um Yes, it was from earth to plant to plate. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually like, I, I tell you how it started, this thought. I started uh, in a trip in India that I had a few years ago, or m maybe many years ago now. And, uh, and I had, uh, I, I think I was in this festival and I had a chai latte in a very small um, ceramic low fire cup. Mm. And then... I drank the chai, the chai and then everybody was throwing them on, on the ground. And I just thought, oh, really, you just drink it and throw really? it. Yeah. Yes, it was like, also because they're very small. So it was really fast. So I drink it, throw it, drink it, throw it. And I was like, wow. All this. And it was this massive pile of clay, uh, broken pot. Because also they break really fast because they were really low fire. So it was this massive pile of pots in a corner. And I just had this thought. And I was like, oh, my God, it's incredible. Like the tea come from the leaf and then people drink it and then they throw it and then it was already smashed and you look already like the soil the same color of the red soil in India mm. and I just I, I guess that stuck with me and I actually one of the first performance I did in the square was about this it was exactly like copying this idea but with the egg and the eggshell instead of the, the chai tea <laughs> and uh, I was already attracted to eggs you see <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so, and that's how I decide when I go to the place, I just realized a lot of people asking me to use a space for different, for different use, or can I please borrow for that? Or would it be lovely to do um, something to do with metal or all sorts of things. Very interesting. I, not, nothing wrong with that. But then I thought I need to make for myself a rules that I'm only collaborating with people that work with these three elements. Which obviously yeah. they're super open. I mean, they're completely super open and they're really, uh, wonderful. But, uh, it really helped me to narrow down as well the type of project I do. And, and, you know, there, there is not more, more important than the other one. They all have very equal importance and very yeah. often they mix together. They, they, they blend very easily. So uh, no, they, they blend super easily. I mean, at the moment, the food is a bit of a, the missing one because of COVID. We had to stop doing our dinners. Yeah. Which was a very big part of the community, the communal spirit. And it was very much, um, I mean, everybody loved them. And it was, I, you came, Cliff, to one dinner, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's a, yeah, you have a communal, communal area. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Wood fired and oven and. <laughs> Yes, and there was always people from different backgrounds, mm. different parts of London, different jobs and different interests. And Incredible. Like, but they were probably all interested in the same thing, which was either clay, food or garden. So that's kind of, yeah, there's an example how they all link again. Mm. And with, um, it's, it's quite interesting to have a setup that is, is both um, a place where sort of uh, artists, artisans, craftspeople can work and make that their area, but also a place that's, on the other hand, completely open to public 
to, to yes. come and like learn if they know absolutely nothing about ceramics or gardening. Um, but also, you know, workshops, participate in workshops to uh, participate in these um, communal meals that you're yes. mentioning. Um, and I wonder if you could talk about that side, the sort of like the public side, because um, it also must be just really complicated, like running, running both yeah. <laughs> the, the artists and keeping up with them and what they need to, to do what they need to do for their work. Yes. Um, but also providing an open space for people. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks God. I've got my wonderful Marta Fernandez. She's my studio manager <laughs> and she helped me a lot to run both sides of the project because it is quite complicated. And, uh, but to simplify, we do have a sort of membership, uh, scheme where people are completely independent to come in when they want. They open the gate by themselves and they use the space exactly how they wish. And they, they mainly make ceramic, but they can also use the garden. They can, they can be part of completely the whole space. And then we have, um, the project, as I said, this, uh, collaboration with university and school and, and they are more organized and we have set dates and we organize maybe a week or sometimes a week class or sometimes like residency as well, which a student come like once a week for, for example, six months to be able to, work on a project and uh, and then we have uh, classes like more like evening classes mm -hmm. we have beginner classes we have throwing we have um, children classes and uh, that's it I think for now <laughs> and uh, and that it's with the teacher the teacher is responsible of letting people in and out and but they're kind of regular. So even the class, uh, the people who come to class, they become a regular and part of the place. Then they come to the dinners as well. And they, don't, they usually come back. Yeah, so there is quite a few aspects of it. But also there's Sevak Zargarian. He's a technician. He's a wonderful ceramicist as well and a technician. And he's in charge of the kiln. So I'm not all alone. I, I don't take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole family. Yes. There's a yes. whole family working together to make this possible. Yeah, so we have five wonderful volunteers, which are often students and yeah. often the students from residency that they can't leave mm -hmm. anymore. So they really want mm -hmm. to have a space and, and uh, they help us with all the core the, from the garden. Again, from the, from the studio to the garden, they help us around. And, uh, and then there's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot. That everybody's really supportive, actually. Everybody in general. Everybody wants to give a hand or they want to come and see what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I have, I'm very lucky. Yes, it's an amazing place. Yeah, mm. and we're so lucky to hear about it. I just feel this, this warmth emanating from what you're describing. And now mm. I just realized you could also have warmth emanating from a kiln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very near um, me, actually. <laughs> but, um, Which is no, the only this... heat that we have in the winter, actually. <laughs> this real sense of, um, yeah, just coming um coming together and i mean i know uh i, I i'm also I, I i love hosting dinners and getting people together and fresh food and eh, it's one of the biggest sadnesses of um um on a very fortunate level it's one of our biggest sadnesses of the oh, past nice. few months um but you know maybe for uh those of us who didn't know about these communal dinners and i know that they will resume in the future yes. um could you tell us a little bit more um, so that maybe people queue up 
yes. so to go to the next ones in the future. Ah, it's gonna be people. I probably can't wait to do it again. No, I can't no, wait. Can't wait. Yes. <laughs> Have you thirty people on the same table? That's like unheard of. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there are like around thirty to forty people usually, and. Um, they, there's always a, a like a volunteer sh uh, cook chef. Is anybody they want to cook? Basically, put their hands up and say, "Oh, I would love to cook for your next dinner. Do you mind?" I'm like, "No, of course. Like it would be amazing." And then it's always a stew or a soup. So it's always based on one pot meal to really simplify. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody sort of stand up and queue to get one soup in these handmade ceramic bowls. Wow. Which uh, in the beginning was a collaboration with uh, with another artist, uh, like with Robert Harvard, um, a, a local resident ceramicist, and and then it became that we have basically this amazing collection of balls from all the reject from all the artists that don't like what they make, mm -hmm. so it's transformed into some set of ball into like all sorts of shape balls and all sorts of beautiful mistake. And I always love celebrating mistakes. So actually when people start throwing away in the bin, they brought the pot, they didn't like the color or the shape. I'm like, no, 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 don't throw away. Let's keep it. Let's, let's keep yeah. it for dinner. And now I think we have like probably 200 of them. Like we have so many. <laughs> so many <laughs> you mistakes. are ready. So, so we're ready to host 200 people. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Yeah, it makes, you know, it's absolutely no surprise that there's so much community support because I think, you know, every one of us would love something like that in our in our neighborhood. It's really great. And I wondered um, if you might just touch on, you, you just briefly mentioned there's some of the future plans for the for the site. Um, are you able to, to say what what might be in store? Yeah, I, I mean, we've been working quite a long time now with 6A Architects. Mm. and um, to develop the place and it's not their fault or my fault is because it's a quite complicated site to mm. get legal permission and uh, but the the dream is to do the same thing as what we're doing now and uh, and I think 6A especially they're especially really good at keeping the spirit of places and keeping similar material and the vibe and uh, um, celebrate the history of the place. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm confident it's going to be different, but it's going to be uh, still the same. It's still amazing, I hope. But yeah, we don't actually have any date. Unfortunately, I cannot give any date because I don't have any date of when this is going to happen and how. And part of me, I'm terrified about it. And part of me, I can't wait to, to turn another chapter. Mm. Um, but yes, that's all I can say for now. But uh, I'm working on uh, something nice for the future. I mean, not about the building, but for me it's very important. Is I'm working on a book oh, cool. um, to describe basically all this process and all this mix between the, between clay, garden and food. Great. And it's a mainly photographic book uh, that I designed together with um, a practice of everyday life. And uh, we just found a publisher, so I don't have a date again, but uh, but uh, that's going to be Congrats. the first book. And I'm hoping it's the first because I really feel that like this is like an archive and um, uh, a way to celebrate this first part of this project. And hopefully there's going to be another one. one day. Mm -hmm. 
but it's wonderful. I hope uh, I can let you know when it's, when it's available, but it's going to be wonderful. There's a picture of ceramic everywhere, mixed with drawing of the garden and picture of the garden and meals, recipe from all the people that cook here. So it's a bit of everything. Like, like you said before, it's, it covers a lot of area. It'd be like your podcast. Actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Oh, that's so beautiful, Francesca. I'm really excited for that. Thank you. It, uh, yeah, it it really it really resonates. I have little little fun fun stories that I I always get made fun of for my love of ceramics. So <laughs> whenever I go to different countries, I come back with not one or two things, but you know, a couple of things. And I somehow managed to make it fit into my carry-on or I'm the one carrying it in my arms through customs. Oh, um, you're just like me. I'm the same. Uh, yeah. And, and you should I was, come here. You yes, should come here. I, yes, yes. With, with, with some luggage. Bring some luggage. Bring some luggage. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, it's not a joke though. I will. <laughs> make sure they're empty so you can feel them all yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we uh, that was really great to hear about everything there, Francesca. And, and we, we kind of always finish our episodes by asking our guests to um, give us a little, uh, a little bit of creative inspiration for our listeners. So I'll put the question <laughs> to you. What creative inspiration would you give to our listeners? Mm, I think... I think is um, collaborate would be probably like make sure you try things out because um, yeah because I think I realized that people are quite scared of being creative or they think they're not but I think uh, only when you start making things you you discover creativity I think and you know, mm-hmm. I hate when my kids say like, I'm bored and uh, when they say that, I always say, just go, just cut some paper, just break something, just... Uh, <laughs> just break something. Uh, no, 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 even, yeah, even just break something. Can Any one of these ceramics, just break them. <laughs> no, no, not, not a ceramic, but yeah, or like uh, just make something with what you have in front of you, with a piece of leaf or yeah. a flower or, pff, I don't know, a pebble, anything. I just And I think like just making, it really helps your creativity and, and yeah, I guess collaborating as well. But I don't mean in, in a art terms I mean like collaborating with your friend like talk to people and just do things together I think it really helps creativity and and um, it, it makes you discover things that you you never thought about it before or, or you yeah. didn't know you could do or um, yeah like I didn't know I was gonna like chicken so much but because my friend <laughs> he's a designer of the chicken cob and then I was like oh let's try to do something I just love to do things with my friend and, and, and experiment new things. And yeah, so that's what I mean about like, just, yeah, collaborate and make and try new things. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. And it's just like, no, no, don't be bored. Go cut up some paper, break something, <laughs> a beautiful mistake. <laughs> um, yes. And Francesca, if we put, if people want to find out more about you, about Rochester Square, where should they go? Website, Instagram? Well, we have both. We have a okay. website and Instagram and we advertise uh, most of the things we do on the website and people can subscribe to the newsletter and um, just come and visit. They're even like one person is allowed so you can come and visit. That it would be the best things. And uh, come and visit, have a proper feeling of the place and sit in the garden 
uh, give, write an email and just say you're coming. That's yeah. probably the best way. I believe in the real world, so I can't wait to go back to the real world of not just email, not just uh, the website, even if obviously they exist and they really help. But this place is really about coming here and be part of it and start making. So I would yeah. say if you, if you live in London, come around eventually. Good. You have to, you have to keep a long list now of every of the people <laughs> who want to come. <laughs> um, that's been really that's great. Good. Thanks. Thank you so much, Francesca, for oh, thank explaining you. and thank telling you so much. us all thank about you. that. Such a pleasure. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted you, you invite me. Thanks. Wonderful. Um, so thank you. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. And do join us next time for more creative chat. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.